Chapter One of Gillip Brantford's Testament by Robert Copeland. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Gillip Brantford's Testament, newly compiled. Woodcut of a man and a woman with a house in the background. Preface, Mistress Gillian, with your company. I pray you, fill not too much of that mutton. I promise you that it is very queasy, and or you beware, will make your belly button woodcuts of a man and two women fantasy over the man on the left mistress gillian in the centre an unnamed one on the right take no thought good sir how i shall be filled but come you near and take part of our swilling leave your courtesy i pray you be pilled and cover your head i beshrew the filling prologus of robert copeland the author at Brentford on the west of London, nigh to a place that called is Sion, there dwelt a widow of a homely sort, honest in substance and full of sport, dally she could, with pastime and jests, among her neighbours and her guests. She kept an inn of right good lodging, for all estates that thither was coming. It chanced this widow, as it is supposed, in her sport and merrily disposed after her death for a remembrance thought to have some matter of pastance for people to laugh at in such company as are disposed for to talk merrily mingled with many proper scoffs and birds of sundry taunts with some merry words the which i have heard at many seasons full of pastime with pretty reasons or if any did a thing overthwart, they said ever ye shall have a fart of Jill of Brantford for your pain, the which saying oft troubled my brain, for I never knew what the matter was, nor could the meaning bring to pass, till at the last upon a day I met one John Hartlesay, a merry fellow in each company, which said, Copland, thou lookest dry, the truth, quote I, is as ye say, for I drank not of all this day, and of a short tale to make an end, to the red lion at the shamel's end, we went for to drink good ale, and as he was telling his tale, I offered him for to drink first. Copland, quote he, art thou athirst, and biddeth me afore thee to drink? To my judgment I do think, of Jill of Brentford, worthy thou art, by her bequest to have a fart. And truly now is come to my mind, not long ago how I did find, an old scroll all ragged and rent, beseeming it is some merry intent, as divers say that do it read. But gallant toys there seems indeed, it is so antique broken and so raced, that all the chief is clean defaced. Take it, and I pray thee heartily, look thereon, and if thou espy, that it be of any substance, of mirth, or of honest pastance, and where thou spiest that it doth want, or wherefore lack the matter is scant, put to it as is according to the matter in everything. Bear it with thee, and take some pain, the poor mare shall have his man again. 
When I came home at leisure, my heart not perfectly at pleasure, for the loss of a certain friend, as God knows few be to find. For recreation I it took, to pass the time thereon to look. And of troth, oft in the reading, it did stir me to fall on smiling, considering the pretty pastime and ridicule order of the rhyme the covert terms under a merry sense showing of many the blind insolence taunting of things past and to come whereas myself was hit with some and for that cause i did intend after this manner to have it penned praying all them that merry be if it touch them not to blame me an end of the prologue here followeth the preface and testament of mistress gillian of brentford this merry widow mistress gillian on a day disposed joyfully by any way that i presuppose can ordained a little banquet of dainty at the which to bear her company for certain of her neighbours she sent and for her curate to be there present praying him to bring paper and ink to write somewhat after her intent she made him cheer of her meat and drink that done she said this is mine intent that you as now shall write my testament for i do feel that age doth me oppress good is to have all thing in readiness my neighbours here shall i with you record how i am penitent at this making and whole of mind now thanks to our lord howbeit i have oft a shrewd shaking ye shall be pleased for your pain taking yea mistress quod he i am your curate i am bound to serve you early and late well then quod she in de nomine amen my soul i bequeath to our lord almight he hath it made it is his own then he hath it bought it is his by right in heaven to be in the eternal light and to the earth i bequeath my body it is his own i cannot it deny my sins all i commit to the devil let him take them with him to hell for he was the causer of all mine evil my goods to the world if i do well for they be his I can it not expel. Here I found them, here they must remain. Save fame and name, I leave nothing certain. Now unto my friends, reason is I should have a singular aspect by nature. I give unto them all that they hold, as much as I do to any creature. If they get aught, then they are sure, after my death, if they do for me, I bequeath to them of my charity but now good sir i pray you for to take this cup of ale and drink once for god's sake for i am disposed to ordain a dole to all manner people thorough and whole for i would not have too overmuch praise lest that with throng my alms should cease now have ye drunk once good ghostly father I trust for to make an end the rather, and write as I do bid you, heartily, 
I bequeath a fart to him that is angry with his friend and wots not why, to him that selleth all his heritage and all his life liveth in servage, I bequeath a fart for him in his age. He that sets by no man, nor none by him, and to promotion fain would climb, I bequeath a fart for to make him trim. He that will not learn, and can do nothing, and with lewd folks is ever conversing, I bequeath a fart toward his living. He that borroweth without advantage, and evermore runneth in a rearage, I bequeath a fart for to lie to gauge. He that giveth and keepeth naught at all, and by kindness to poverty doth fall, shall have a fart to help him withal. He that is ever wayward at heart, and with every man is overthwart, for to please him I bequeath a fart. He that hath drink in his hand and is dry, bidding him drink first that standeth him by, I bequeath a fart his thirst to satisfy. He that hath a fair wench in bed all night, and kissing her not once, or it be daylight, shall have a fart to cleanse his eyesight. He that lendeth a horse with all things meet, and on his voyage goeth on his feet, shall have a fart to keep him from wheat. He that suffereth all manner of events, and loseth his goods through negligence, shall have a fart for a recompense. He that taketh a wife and have nothing, and borroweth all things to them belonging, I will a fart toward their offering. He that prepareth not for his household against winter, and himself is old, shall have a fart to keep him from cold. He that goeth to a feast to sup or to dine, and hath no knife with him, neither coarse nor fine, shall have a fart for to drink with his wine. He that borroweth till none will lend him, and sweareth so much till none will believe him, shall have a fart for to relieve him. He that mourneth for that he cannot have, and impossible to get that he doth crave, shall have a fart as a foolish knave. He that doth nothing but shove and pull, and taking no thought for to save his soul, shall have a fart my passing bell to toll. Apprentice or servant that will not obey, and will not learn, but oft run away, a fart for his freedom I do purvey. He that suffereth his wife to do her lust, and seeth that to folly she is full trust, shall have a fart, though I should bust. A widow that once hath been in the brake, and careth not whom that she doth take, shall have a fart, the mine arse ache. A maid that marrieth not caring whom, and doth repent when she cometh home, shall have a fart to buy her a comb. He that doth drink evermore, and will not shift to pay therefore, shall have a fart for to settle his score. He that goeth to a fray at the beginning, and to a good meal at the latter ending, shall have a fart for his good attending. He that goeth oft where he is not welcome, 
and to his friend's house goeth but seldom, shall have a fart for his good wisdom. Mistress Jill, now hold your hand and make a stay there. How many farts have I bequest here? For by my troth I am almost weary. The curate, forsooth, mistress, here is just twenty and four. Mistress Jill, nay, set in one more to make a whole quarter on. Curate, tell me what, and it shall be done anon. Mistress Jill, marry, he that doth his weapon lend, and hath nothing himself to defend, shall have a fart, and there an end. These I do bequeep in especial, but as for all the other in general, that are without number, they shall not be swerved, but dealt to all such as have them deserved. But tarry, I pray you all, if you please, for I feel me suddenly evil at ease. It is a stitch rumbling in my side, which doth grieve me at many a tide. I must rest me till the pang be gone, for other medicine know I none. It cometh in manner of a wind that causeth my belly for to grind. I fear it will turn to a strangery, to an uncome or to a timpany. With qualms and stitches it doth me torment, that all my body is torn and rent. I have a little box full of diaculum. I dare not for niggership take some. He wiss I am unwise so for to spare it, or I should take thereof afore the fit. The curate. With that she groaned as panged with pain, gripping her belly with her hands twain, and lift up her buttock somewhat awry, and like a handgun she let a fart fly. Mistress Jill. Ah, sirrah, Mary. Away the mare, the devil give the sorrow and care, for thou hadst me almost slain. I pray God thou come never again. The curate, with that some laughed and some did frown, and for shame held their heads down. Mistress Jill, be merry, neighbors, much good do it you. I thank God I am well eased now. Lo, there is my grief gone and past. I wist well that it would not long last. I pray you all for to be merry. I give it among this company, for to make you some cheer withal. For I tell you, mine executors shall never have all. By God, I swear, I will deal while I am here. Now and then, whereas I list, by Christ, I tell you, I have a chest, full that shall be open while I live, secretly and openly for to give. I shall have enough, I will not them spare, as well for other as mine own welfare. When I am dead, they that come after me shall all deal the rest at their necessity. Therefore as now, this sufficient, as concerning this said testament, to subscribe your names it shall not skill for I make it but as copy of a will, as touching the choice of mine executors, of my funerals and surveyors, and other trifles ye shall not take the pains, another time when it comes in my brains. It shall be ordered after such a sort, 
that some shall not take it as a sport. But neighbors, I pray you, be not angry, because that I am so bold and homely, to keep you here at my foolish reason. Some will think my wits be geesin, but yet I tell you that all this season we have neither said heresy nor treason, and if they take it never so at hearts, ye wis it is but a bequest of farts, willed to them that without advisement do the thing whereof they repent, therefore I will you no longer trouble. What maid, come hither, I shrew your neck, bring us up shortly a quart of sack, a couple of buns, and set up some cheese, lo friends ye shall not all your labour lease. I have as now no better cheer to make you. Be merry and welcome. To God I betake you. Finney. A woodcut of a woman with a basket on her arm, and of a man with a book in his hand, like the cut on the title page. The author. When the company was all past and gone, and the curate with Mistress Jill alone, Mistress, quote he, if it be your pleasance, ye know it is the custom and ordinance of them that write a deed indenture or bill, that it is of right reason and skill, some recompense of labor for to have. Give what ye list, for I will not crave. By our lady, quote she, that is but well said. What, John, how, come hither, maid, go call the company again to me for I have to say two words or three. When they came, she said, Neighbors, I pray, you bear record what I do say. I sent for you for a certain purpose, which afore you I did disclose. The truth is so after the same rate. I did send also for Master Curate to write ye saw my simple testament. Now indeed as is convenient, he doth ask for his labor, therefore, indeed because he made no bargain before, and doth put it to my conscience. Truly this shall he have for a recompense, and because aforehand he knew my mind, he shall not find me to him unkind. A fart and a half I will give him no less, nor no more. This is of my gentleness, for he that worketh the knowing when to have, not half a fart is worthy for to crave, and beside that a hood full of bells. Why, quoth the priest, get I nothing else? Then to the devil I give whole fart half and all. Nay, take it thyself, foolish Sir Hubble, Sir John Whipdock, Sir Jack Whipstock, Sir John Smellsmock, as wise as a woodcock, a hedge curate with as much wit as a calf, to sit so long for a fart and a half, but to prove your brains to be thinner, or ever you go, pay for your dinner. This she railed as her manner was to jest, and so without farewell lost her daily guest. Finney. Thus endeth Jill of Brentford's testament, containing twenty-six farts and a half. An exhortation. My masters, I pray you all that shall read, or hear this little pretty fantasy, passing forth merrily in it to proceed, 
the manner how for to deale most equally this hath fart truly for to try that the curate for his part be not denied of the fart and a half and let the rest lie and who shall have the half among you to be tried in this manner if you do agree who shall have this half fart say ye imprinted at london in lothbury over against st margaret's church by me william copeland End of chapter one